Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, welcome back. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about putting your best foot forward in multiple offers. So obviously you guys have been in this market for a little while, but I'm starting to hear buyers are getting fatigued from losing in multiple offers and they're getting discouraged and um, sometimes even leaving the market altogether um, to wait for it to slow down a bit. So I just wanted to go through a few pretty simple things about how you can help your clients put their best offer forward, but also a couple of techniques that'll help you get the information that you need to kind of um, be able to coach them properly. So let's get into it. Um, if you can put up the slides. Awesome. Okay. Putting your best foot forward in multiple offers. Step one, prepare yourself. So obviously if you're a newer agent or it's been a while since you've competed, um, but especially if you're a newer agent, it's vital that you're practicing this. This is a skill, um, you know, not only coaching your clients on how to deal with this, but how to also make your, your offer stand out in a pile of them. Um, remind yourself of the rules. So if you're not familiar with the rules around, open, uh, sorry, around multiple offers, make sure that you are getting yourself up to speed. You can look it up in your local board's rules. Um, there are a couple that are specific to this. Uh, or just call your manager and we can talk you through it as well. But there are a couple of that that are vitally important for you to understand. I would suggest if you can, collaborating with other agents to role play and practice this if you are not comfortable with it yet. Next step is preparing your buyers. So to me, this is probably one of the most important steps of winning in multiple offers. And it's really just getting your buyers into the right place so that they're ready to compete if they have to. Um, you need to prep them for realistic expectations. So there's a lot of media around real estate always, but especially in the last couple of years with the roller coaster that we've been on, it's, it's important for you to figure out where your clients are at. If they're in the mindset that, um, that they, they may not have to compete or that, you know, they might have the upper leg because of the previous couple of years of the market, um, you need to set their expectations properly. The next thing I talk to them about is market value versus list price. It may have nothing to do with each other. I'm sure you guys are seeing this out there as well, but I have seen more than a handful of properties where the list price was quite low, which gets buyers very excited, obviously. Um, and then the property ends up selling for a hundred thousand, 150,000. I think the most recent one I heard was like 300,000 over list. So the, the list price itself is not always in indicative of anywhere near where it might actually settle. So it's so important that you are doing proper CMAs on these properties, but also just prepping your buyers to understand that the, those two things may not be that correlated. It's important that you're prepping them for the speed of the market. Obviously, they're going to have to make quick decisions, which might be uncomfortable for some buyers, especially first-time home buyers. So just make sure that you're talking them through that and answering any of their questions up front rather than having to do it in the heat of the moment when you're trying to write an offer. 
You'll want to explain the process, obviously, um, to your buyers. That's regardless of multiples or not in the market. You should be doing that anyway. But also the conditions that they may or may not want to include and exclude. A lot of our buyers' education is done on HDTV, which is um, obviously problematic in a lot of ways. The idea of going in unconditional may be realistic for some buyers, but it is important that you're under, that you're helping your buyer understand the risks involved with going that direction. Um, we have seen some deals where buyers have gone in unconditional and then have immediately regretted it and wanted out of the contract. So just make sure that you're having those conversations so that your buyers are really um, informed of what that looks like. And then having conversations with them about having their money and situation just ready to go so that they can write an offer quickly. That means having the money available for their deposits and ready to go, but also their situation. So if they have to sell a home or they need some, you know, some life process to happen before they're ready to pull the trigger, those are conversations that you should be having now rather than uh, when they find their dream home, they're trying to scramble to put everything together. So make sure that you're on top of, of educating your buyers. It will help the process. Okay, this is a step that I feel like a lot of agents might miss. And that's just talking to the seller's agent. And when I say talk to the seller's agent, I mean call them. Um, texting people is, is great, but you can, you can often hear a lot more out of someone's voice and get a lot more information out of an actual conversation. So pick up the phone and call the listing agent and ask questions. Um, first of all, obviously, ask if you're in multiple offers. It's not always a given that they're going to tell you that information um, up front. So just make sure that you always ask if you're in multiple offers when you're submitting an offer. It's also okay for you to ask who the other agent is that you're competing against um, or who the other agents are if there's multiple. Um, but ask questions about the seller's position. They, they may or may not want to talk to you about it, but the reality is you might be able to gather some really important information from, from the seller's side. Ask what is the most important factor other than money for the sellers. Some buyers are only going to be able to compete so much on price, but if, if there's other factors that are vitally important to the sellers, you might be able to win based on other things. Um, possession is a really good example. Sometimes families don't want to move for, you know, three months or, or maybe they have a quick possession need or something like that. There's, there are, are other factors that could be vitally important to that set of sellers that, um, without asking, you may not know. So I really encourage you guys to reach out. Okay, we talked about this a little bit, but how much are you supposed to offer? So I have a lot of newer agents, especially, that kind of talk to me about, you know, how, how much should I be putting this offer in at? And how do I know what to tell my clients to do? So the first step always is do a CMA. Um, the, again, like I was talking about earlier, the list price may not be indicative of where the market value on this property is. So doing a CMA is going to give your guys the best opportunity to understand where this property should sell. So always step one is a CMA. The next conversation I generally have or suggest that you have with your buyers is 
just talking to them about at what price will you be able to go to sleep at night knowing that you got it or didn't get it. And when I say that, I mean, let's say the property, your CMA comes out to $500,000. It's maybe listed at $490,000 roughly. And your clients are saying, okay, well, let's go in at $500,000. What if the property sells for $503,000? Are they going to be able to go to bed at night knowing that some other family got it for 503 um, and be okay with it? Or are they going to wish that they went up to 503 or 5035 or whatever that number is? At the end of the day, it is their property. It is, you know, their offer. And it's important that they are going to feel okay about whatever that number is. Um, And just talking them through at what price are they comfortable letting it go? Uh, the last thing I will mention here, which some um, agents forget to talk to their clients about, is the fact that appraisals are still coming into play. So it, it's not like a free-for-all out there. If your clients are mortgaging a property, they can't just offer whatever they want, even if they are pre-approved for it. The banks are still doing appraisals and still want to make sure that the market value is there. So it's, it isn't just a free-for-all. It, it, it does have to be within reason and the um, appraisals still have to check out. So just keep that in mind and make sure that you're explaining to your clients what that means. Other factors that you can kind of loop in, um, obviously we have tightened condition timelines, so you probably don't want to be asking for too much time on any of your conditions. You want to make sure that you're in conversation with the mortgage broker and home inspector in advance so that you know how much time you require for each one of those condition timelines um, in advance. Obviously, being aware of the risks going in without conditions. Um, Bigger deposits is another one. It just makes your client look more secure, more serious about the offer. So you can talk to your clients about that. Um, Sale of buyer's home condition, that is a really tricky condition to go into multiple offers with. It really leaves your client wide open for um, obviously losing that property. I would talk to your buyers about the possibility of selling their home before writing offers so that you don't need that sale of buyer's home condition if you can. Again, like I mentioned earlier, possession might be vital to the sellers. So please make sure you're asking about that. Now, the last thing on here is a love letter. So this is kind of an interesting concept. Um, It's essentially writing a love letter to the property um, or the sellers about why they want that home. Uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of clients write letters about, you know, how their family is going to move in there and ha- how, you know, what, you know, they have children or their whatever it is, their dog loves the yard or whatever it happens to be. Um, but it's an interesting idea because it could set your clients apart from the stack of other offers um, if no one else has written one of these these love letters to to the sellers or to the properties. So it's an interesting idea. Um, You can look more into it if it's something that interests you. Okay, timing is everything. So we've seen a lot of, um, obviously, people lose in multiple offers. But often when that agent makes the call saying, we've decided to work with another offer, nothing has been signed yet. 
So there is still the door that is just cracked open a little bit that you might be able to sneak through and still win that property if your seller or if your buyers really want to. And I've seen this on the other side where we had a client or an agent that was a little bit upset because they were working with the sellers. They were in multiple offers and working with the sellers to get everything signed. But another party snuck in at the last minute with way more money and a better offer in general. And they ended up getting the property, even though um, the listing agent had said that they were working with another offer. Because it wasn't signed, the door was still open and the buyers wanted to be aggressive. So you do have that option until things are in writing. It is not secure. It is important for all of you guys to recognize that a verbal acceptance does not count. It has to be in writing. So until something is in writing, the door is still open. So just be aware of that. Other options to consider, bully offers. We're seeing a little bit of this. Um, bully offers can win. If you have a market that ha that hits them or a property that hits the market and your buyers are really serious about it and they want it before it goes into multiples, you can write an offer quickly with a short timeline. The point of these is that it has to be attractive enough to make the sellers not want to see all the off other offers that are possibly coming their way and that they sign this before it goes into multiples. Um, so that is an option if you have really aggressive buyers that just want to tie property, tie a property up before it goes into the crazy multiples situation. And then the last thing I'll notice about the other, uh, that I'll mention about the other options is backup offers. Don't be afraid to write backup offers. If that's your client's dream home and like they are dead set on that property, write backup offers. We're seeing deals collapse still on for all kinds of reasons. Um, but backup offers are coming into play. So if your clients can be a little bit patient and just wait, you know, the week or whatever it is for the other offers condition timeline, I would recommend strongly that you really entertain the idea of backup offers or at least bring it up to your clients so that they're aware that it's an option to them. Um, yeah, we are seeing them come into play. So, okay. That is it with, with the multiple offers. I hope that you guys enjoyed that little recap. Obviously, good luck out there, but also have fun with it. It's, you know, we, we don't always get to be in these markets and as exhausted as you probably are out there, um, it's for some people, this is a once in a lifetime market and I really hope that you're enjoying it and you're having fun with it um, and learning a lot on the go. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.